Last time on Space Party. We met the members of Foxtrot Squad, Jet Burn, Dr. Bertha Bones, and Chef, adventurers who are part of the Federation of Free Lancers. They have been tasked with retrieving an unknown artifact from the collection of the infamously rich Madame Claudel on her private moon. Once they arrived, they faced a seemingly never-ending hedge maze, which they traversed until they came across the aquarium and its cuttlefish exhibit. These adorable little squid-like creatures turned deadly when Jet Byrne tried to communicate with them, breaking the aquarium and alerting Madame Claudel to their presence. She invited them to join her at her mansion, but only if they could make their way through the mysteries of the hedge maze. She sounds lovely, not at all threatening. Do you think we could tell her that we're the other freelancers, the cult? Would that work? We could. All I know is there can only be one Southern matriarch on a moon at a given time. So she's going to have to die. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did pick this voice beforehand, and then I was like, Amanda's also doing one. Excellent. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Classic. So ahead of you guys, much like you saw before, there is another split in the hedge maze. And this time the sign reads, path to the main house. And underneath that is two arrows, again, pointing in opposite directions. One side says, the menagerie carousel. And the other says, the sculpture garden. Have we learned our lesson about creatures yet? Creatures are for cutting and sewing. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Eric, the player, is enjoying both of your characters so much. Keep doing the weird-ass fucking shit you guys are saying. I do love... Uh, you love a lot of things. I do love looking at organic consenting forms. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? Of sentient organisms. So I would choose the sculpture garden. I have a feeling that these statues are going to be like people who are getting paid Dad. to be statues and because that's the kind of weird twisted thing that we're doing here uh that whoever came up with it definitely is indulging some sort of strange thing like going on and maybe they had a dream about it and they're putting it in i don't know i can't even say of who who would put this together so i, I want to see what kind of how who, the statue who thing say, comes who, 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 someone who on this call it. doesn't have weird dreams i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> So I want to see the uh, I want to see the Fantasia that is the sculpture garden. Let's do it. All right. So you're doing sculpture garden. Okay. Did you all know that in the 21st century, um, there uh, there was like a traveling um, exhibition around the world where they took out different parts of um, human like circulatory and vascular systems and uh, of course the skeletal systems and um, they they filled with formaldehyde or suspended it in in jelly, um, however it, it suited and took those bodies from place to place in seaports and museums all over the world for people to look at and gawk at and be like, wow, that's my mates in there. I can't tell if this is real. <laughs> yeah, that's what made me want to become a doctor. <laughs> it's horrifying when you put it that way. No, I know this is real. I think <laughs> Jet's like, this sounds medieval and fucked up. Yeah. I don't have a good sense of uh, 20th and 21st century in Terran history. Is this uh, WNM or WWNM? With New Mexico or without New Mexico? Oh, it was back in those <laughs> New Mexico days. Oh, okay. yeah. That's how we delineate time. <laughs> yeah. 
I saw it in New Mexico. That's why I moved there. Sorry, I took a big fucking wind up back here to see if people <laughs> could see it, and then bow. <laughs> Truly incredible. You suck me in the mouth with your joke. <laughs> So your team heads in the direction of the sculpture garden and you eventually come across what opens up into a wide kind of circular clearing. And inside the clearing, as you would probably expect, is a sculpture garden. The sculptures that you see are like quite massive, actually, like they're large, large sculptures. They're made mostly out of one would assume like it looks like concrete and then like metal. So a lot of them kind of have weird, intricate, like, arms and legs that are made out of metal with a then, like, concrete body. If you've seen the movie Beetlejuice, Catherine O'Hara's character creates really creepy sculptures. That's kind of the vibe that these give off. Mm. Fusions. My people. (laughs) This is perfect for me. Two dates in one day. Aquarium, sculpture garden. I hope the third thing that she ha- that uh, that the madam has set up is like a really intimate Italian dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I am having such a great time, and also I don't think I could eat pasta. Oh, uh, my systems are gluten intolerant. Oh, fuck! I was just gonna say that. God damn it! <laughs> uh, you're so good, babe. You're so quick. You're so funny. It's smart. I, lo- I love I love a-, a computer system who's funny. That's what I was really looking for. It's because you keep my memory circuits so clean. Thanks, thanks, babe. And uh, those improv classes we took. That was also a great date. At the United Citizens Brigade, yeah. Um, can I go up to one of the statues, the nearest one, and see if uh, there's a plaque? And if there is, I would like to read it. Sure. I. You don't have to roll for that. You Reading is not a lasers or feelings thing. Hold on. Jet Burn can read? Since when? <laughs> Rude. I am the author of many books on love. Do you not... <laughs> Remember, he's a famous relationship expert. Actually, are you Doctor Phil? <laughs> I gave you both copies of my latest book for the space holiday. Oh, what was that called? Yeah, what's the name of that book? The book or the space holiday? Both. Uh, both. Oh, the book is called um, "Many Arms, Many Hearts: The True Story of Jet Burn, <laughs> Volume Six." And the space holiday is called. Um, a a Christian day. It's when we celebrate the uh, coming together of dust to form planets. I love that. It's three more months until Accretion Day, but happy early Accretion Day for everyone. Uh, the sales but- have begun, Julia. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, they have. I, I stepped on. No, it's fine. I was going to ask Brandon what the other five volumes were, but it's fine. <laughs> I liked your joke. It's the same name. It's just volume one through right, six. Exactly. Yeah, my <laughs> very, very my life volume one through six. Very funny. I think the real question is how the cover art changes, or like if they're next to each other on a shelf, like what art is made up on the spine? Is it like Da Vinci's Man of just Brandon? And different. <laughs> I think the tentacles align with the volume number, so the volume you get more tentacles as the volumes go up. It's beautiful. It's aspirational, really. Yeah. So you go up to one of the statues and you look at the plaque, and it says, "An Insectoid Dream" by Madame Ursula Claudel. Ah, maybe she should take some more sculpture classes. You know what I'm saying, colleagues. It helps when you're your own patron. You can kind of just put your own stuff up, <laughs> which is which is definitely different from your books because you had to go through a publisher and you didn't just create it in our 3D printing machine and four and 4D printing machine because you made it uh, half smell. There's also a holodeck version. 
Does that that one also smells like rose petals and uh, beetle musk? Ooh, beetle mm-hmm. musk. Bum bum bum. Oh. I see you found my sculpture garden. It is my pride and joy. And do you want to know a little secret? I actually made most of those sculptures myself. Whoa. I was quite the little artist back in my youth, wasn't I? Oh my God, so good. (laughs) Many of the most renowned art critics have said many flattering things about them. Name them. Name them and what they said. (laughs) She can't hear you. Now, (laughs) it's been a few years since I've crafted some new work, but I am rather proud of it. Would you like to see my favorite part of the collection? No. No, not really. No. As the speaker clicks off the statue that you are in front of, Jet, you see that the spindly legs of that statue begin to twitch and then the front leg jerkily starts to rise. And soon, like a Frankensteinian monster, it begins to lurch towards you, its sharp insectoid-like legs swinging towards the three of you. Now, Julia, I I hope you would agree that I am an expert in fusing creatures, and I would love to use my phaser to stun this creature right at the join, right where I think it would be the most vulnerable fabrication-wise. Okay, great. Do me a favor then and roll me 3d6. Can I do a really cool tuck and roll back towards the group? Sure. That's a feelings for you and a lasers for Dr. Birth of Bones. Cool. Two? Yeah, you're an expert in tucking and rolling. <laughs> I'll, I'll say. I got two laser feelings and one Ooh. failure. Okay. Uh, would you like to ask me a question? What do we think, gang? What would be useful to ask? How can I get them to stop? I, uh, I think that we're going to figure this shit out. I'm, mm. I think we need to know more about the museum and getting to the actual yeah. artifact. Like, how will we know if what the artifact is? Like, what's the signifier or something? Yeah, what's the best way to identify which artifact it is? Great. So, from the kind of, like, briefing, I know it was a brief briefing from Saphir, you do know that, like, this was a object that was held in high regard at a museum, and when that museum went under... Madame Claudel spent a lot of money buying this thing. So I think it would be safe to say that she keeps it close to her. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. I it's like on it. a necklace. It's almost certainly on a necklace. Oh, yes. I was gonna, I was Approach. thinking it was on like a pillow next to her. <laughs> <laughs> like a little dog. Yeah. Like one of those dogs that's hair is longer than its leg. A Maltese. <laughs> oh, there we go. So with your shot of your phaser, Amanda, you see that one of the back legs of this creature kind of gives out and it starts limping, but it is still going to come and try to swing at you guys. Would you like to take some sort of evasive maneuver? Yeah, I'll also roll to the side, but yell, go for the hips, folks. I say into my transponder, um, space rocket launcher mode. and <laughs> Space rocket launcher mode. Uh, and then I'm going to shoot a my space rocket launcher at it in directly in the hip. Great. I will say roll me 3d6 lasers. Julia, I will offer to you that I'm not good at shooting a rocket launcher. <laughs> awesome. 2d6, please. Although I'm prepared with it, I should not be the one. I should be giving this out to other people, but That's I want to shoot I want to shoot it so bad. Can I help Eric by as I'm tucking and rolling backwards, doing a sweep of my leg to sort of like trip up this creature so it like stumbles for a second so Eric can get a better aim? Is that too much? Yes, I will say yes. Roll one. I would call that feelings. Like you're acting like kind of in the moment under pressure. And 
Eric, you'll roll me, I want to say feelings as well, because I know this is like a rocket launcher situation, but at the same time, like, you're not like cool and collected probably while shooting a rocket launcher. I did not get the help, but I did get one success on my roll, on my like roll backwards. Okay, great. So you do that, but you also like twist your ankle a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to have you almost like roll at a disadvantage on any other like actions kind of going forward okay cool i'll piss unless the doctor helps you out later with with that (laughs) all right oh shit look at that i rolled for laser oh nope that's not what i'm supposed to get (laughs) i rolled two twos that's a zero baby oh no what i'm gonna do is as you are trying to shoot the rocket launcher you accidentally jostle the front of yourselves with the recoil of the rocket launcher it flies off into the air and you knock your transponder with barb in it onto the ground barb no no barb um i'm gonna take a shot with my phaser my tricorder the same way amanda did yeah great and i will say you are both an expert and you're prepared to use it i'm gonna um slide in front of the communicator and stand between it and danger and try to just be your spotter, maybe, Brandon, and maybe I can help you just identify the weakest quadrant of the creature. Okay, great. Lasers for that, Dr. Bertha. All right. I rolled successfully. What'd you roll? So, Brandon, you get an extra die. I got a two. Great. You do a good job with that. And you notice that, like, this thing kind of has a head, not like really ahead, but it's like a long metal thing that is attached to the concrete. And you think that if you shoot it there, that'll be probably the most efficient way of shutting it down, for lack of a better word. Headshot, Jet. Cool. So is that a help action for yes. me? Okay. Thanks, Dr. Bertha Bones. I've still thrown myself on the ground trying to cover the transponder. And like the Riddler in Batman, I'm just going, no! (laughs) The things like insect, like almost praying mantis front arms kind of keep coming around you. And you're just rolling around trying to like protect Barb. (laughs) No, no, it shouldn't have gone this way. No. (laughs) Um, I rolled three successes and one laser feelings. Okay. Let's go. Whoa. Because this is like such a clear win for you there. The thing's head falls off and it's like it just freezes once the head is gone. Like the arm is in the air ready to strike both Chef and Barb. Is that what happened with my set to stun? Stunning won't really matter for this bad boy because it is not, it's mechanical, it's not organic. Okay, good. So it freezes in the air, one piercing arm raised, ready to come down on Chef and Barb, and you stop it just in time. No! Good aim, Doctor. Chef, is Barb okay? Barb, are you you doing all right? I am fine. I cannot feel physical pain. Oh, Ow! Does that make you feel better? A little bit. I always forget about that. Still, I'm glad you're all right. Yeah, everything's fine. Barb's fine. Uh, I'm... Oh, I guess I was almost not fine, but it's it's good. It's it's fine. Yeah, you like turn your head and the piercing arm is like a foot from your face. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> we won't let anything come between you, apart from what's already between you already. <laughs> that, again, the... the I almost oh, I, I should have stopped halfway, shouldn't I? Yeah, you okay, should have stopped. Okay, we won't let anything come between you. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm learning. Wonderful. I'm learning. Unless it's Jet Burn. 
Incredible. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, can I ask my my good GM here? That's me. I would like to know if we know any history or anything about Madame Claudel, so we could hopefully use it in sort of a um, any negotiation we have to do or any advantage we could get on you know sneaking around or avoiding her or whatever. It's just sort of like what do we know about this person and what can we use it to our advantage? Sure. I think Barb actually like pulls up a file on Madame Claudel and it's like a little bit sparse. And so she reads off to you, Madame Claudel is a recluse, very rich from selling the resources of Earth. She lives on this moon by herself and occasionally throws parties, but they are very exclusive. Not much is known about her, but her... Sorry, I have to think of words and it's hard to do the voice and also think of words. <laughs> Eric, how do you do this? Okay. Uh, I try really hard, and then uh, you make fun of Brandon a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, her collections are well known throughout the art and history sectors. However, many pieces of her collection are unknown or simply speculated. Julia, I want to beg something from you. What's up? What do I have to roll to see if she's from New Mexico? All feelings, brother. All feelings. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna roll. I need to roll feelings to see if she to look into this and see if she's from New Mexico. What if this moon is New Mexico? It might be. <gasps> this moon it could might be. be New Mexico. Maybe right. that's it. Like went into space. Now it's all lush and green. Yeah. All right. I think I'm an expert because it's I'm working with Barb. So I need to roll. I'm gonna roll for feelings. Great. I have to roll a five or above. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with it. Oh shit! I only got one success. Still. You like look at the hedges around you and you're like huh i don't think they grow hedges in new mexico i don't know no they didn't but you wouldn't know because it's been so long since new mexico has been gone you know who can say all records of new mexico were lost after it fell into that rift damn i mean in new new mexico they very well could have installed an atmosphere that allows for hedges we don't know No, if it's not turquoise, it's not New Mexico. From what I know from my studies, everything was turquoise. The ground, the the signs, the walls, the cars, the people. It was all made out of turquoise, and they sold turquoise to each other. I saw this on, on, on Space Reddit. Today I learned about New Mexico turquoise. Awesome. So you guys... It seemed like, you know, this was the only thing stopping you from exiting through the sculpture garden. So you head out towards the exit that is on the other side of this hedge opening, moving through the maze after you leave the sculpture garden. All of a sudden, the ground starts to rumble and then shake. And then the hedges that were open ahead of you suddenly start to shift and close the path. Ah! All around you, the hedges seem to be shifting around like they're on sliders, similar to when you tried to fire the hedges before. And they're slipping this way and that way. And as this is happening, you once again hear the bum, bum, bum. I am so, so sorry for doing some redecorating when I have guests over. That's rude. You know but it. But I am not quite ready to receive guests at the main house just yet. So you won't mind if I give you a little detour while I put my face on, will you? You've seen so little of my wonderful grounds. Thank you so much, darlings. And the speaker bum bum bums again. And the path opens in front of you. And you see a sign that is pointing in two directions yet again. One says the menagerie carousel. And the other says the carport. 
Mm. Oh, Julie, I see what you've done there. Mm. I made I made cool things. I want you to see more of them. No, I love it. <laughs> do you think that she's actually putting on her face, like a real face? What do you think's under her face? I think she's already fully made up. She's gonna come to the door and like spritz a little bit of water on like one bang and make it seem like we kind of caught her just coming out of the shower, but she's like had three hours worth of glam squad to make her look that way. Mm. I mean, that's what I would do, but. Doc, do you know of any species that surgically put on the different faces? I mean, ones I've made or, or others? Because <laughs> I don't know of anybody else that's done it, but hmm. are you asking in an official capacity? Because my answer is different depending on if you're from a licensing board. So <laughs> I'm not your boss. It's fine. Certainly. We, we have no boss. We're living the dream life of being a free lancer. <laughs> Barb goes, except for the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, no one tells me about that. So the carport or the menagerie carousel, which one would you like? Sorry, I imagined one space university has a Dr. Bertha Bones department. It's just studying those things that you've created. Uh, but it's very niche and they hold a conference every year and it's very small. It's a really new department and yeah. like everyone there is like real hipster and young and it's like, we're on the it, the fringe of society. Yeah. <laughs> My like serial killer studies, it's like, why are you... <laughs> What's the interest behind this? Oh, you're a bonesologist? Ooh. Oh, I think my friend is, is oh, calling sorry. me over there. I sorry, have to go. I have to go. Sorry. I, go. I am also a bonesologist. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Barb goes, Boom! Eric's ripped through the fiction and is booing you. I mean, I have to see this carousel. I can't decide. The carport also sounds neat. I feel like I would rather go to a place where my compatriots have experience. The first was bonology, and the second is bonology. So where is that we should go to the menagerie? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, boldly! Great, okay. So you continue on the path that points towards the menagerie carousel, and after a few minutes of walking, the hedge maze opens up into a wide circle of hedges. And in the middle... There is a carousel. And you've probably seen like old videos of classic earth carousels and many of the various animals and steeds that make it up. So you see at this carousel, you see a Mercurian falcon, there is a dracor, and even what looks like, like an earth hippopotamus, which is wild. There are even a couple of animals there that you see that you don't recognize. Like you've never seen it in any files, you've never seen it in real life. You're just like, Hell what yes. is that thing and why are there yeah. so Yes. tentacles. It's not a bonology, though. Sign me up. <laughs> Can I stay? Uh, Dr. Bertha Bones, is that a narwhal? That's not real, is it? Anything's real if you try hard enough <laughs> and do so well <laughs> enough. We went over this. Anything can be a horn and also a tooth. <laughs> Barb, roll the tape. <laughs> and now I know I have to watch a two-hour video that you put together. It's your loose change of how anything can be animals. Yeah. She's going to beam it into your brain during stasis. That's fair. <laughs> Thank you. So as you look around, you can't seem to spot an exit to this part of the hedge maze. Like everything else that you've seen so far, like there was an exit of some kind. And you consider maybe like turning back around and backtracking. But then you hear once again the bum, bum, bum. And then 
Well, look at that. The freelancers have found my magnificent menagerie carousel. Now, I am mighty proud of this part of my collection, if I do say so myself. And I'll let you in on a little secret. If you do me the honor of taking a little ride on my carousel, I'll open up a path straight to the main house so we can have a little chat. Doesn't that sound nice? A nice little ride, and then we can get to know each other a little better. I'll leave that decision up to you. Bum, bum, bum. Now, I've got to say, the odds of us leaving that carousel with more limbs than we started are very high. <laughs> and I just want to make sure that you both know that before we go on. That's a positive for you, right? That, that's a good thing you're describing? No, I have not. I have not surgically altered this body in any way. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You look incredible for 65, though. Thank you. I'm in fact 67. Wow, diet, diet and exercise. That's it. And bones. And bones. Extra bones. I, th- I have a theory about the more bones you're surrounded with when you go to sleep, the stronger your own bones become. That's what I've always said. Boo! No. Boo! A boo! Brandon, I'm loving this. Keep doing it. Boo! <laughs> Barb goes, Got him. <laughs> Barb, activate air horn mode. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Thank you, Barb. Thanks, babe. Okay, so, oh, fuck. Here's my question to my, my fellow players here. I'm sure these are all real animals. I wonder if it's a puzzle that we're supposed to figure out which animals are safe or are none of them safe? Like, we just need to fuck ourselves up. Like, I, I wonder what we're trying to do here. I know we have to sit on the animal, but like, what what is our goal? I think is what we're looking for. It could be that Julia also just made a carousel and wants us to ride the carousel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's she such wants... a cool carousel, guys. Julia wants us to do an animal parade. So I know. Uh... <laughs> Can should we all make checks to figure out which animal is good? Like for our person, like each of us personally. Like I'm trying to just figure out what what we should do here. Here's a great question for you guys. I want you to each tell me an animal that you see on the carousel. Okay. Do, 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 do. That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> a falcon with a GED. <laughs> That's the Mercurian falcon. He's already there. Yeah. He dropped out of high school because he had to work on the farm, but then he got his GED. So it's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would actually love to look for, you know, the benches for the grandparents. Sure. Like the ones that are just a bench. I would like to find one of those. Or like one that's just an armchair that like looks like a shell. You can find one of those. Do you want a shell one? Sure. Okay, so you find one, Dr. Bertha Bones, that is shaped like a clam shell, and there's a little bench across it, and in the middle there's a little uh, pearl. Adorable. You take a seat on that one? I want to stand next to it. Why don't, why don't all three of us just squish into this one? That way, if it comes to laugh, we can all find it. It's not a bad idea. Now, are there poles running up and down like a regular carousel? Classic carousel. I do have experience on poles. Of course you do. Of course you do. Why did I think otherwise? Is that because some people don't want to touch you with a 20-foot one? Got them. Bar back. Bar back activate air horn mode. I like that you show love through jabs. <laughs> bar very sadly goes, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Got them. Please be nice to your friends. 
No, I'm working through it. I'd rather date an AI. It's fine. Uh, but that doesn't reflect anything about my personality. Don't worry about it. I don't do it willingly to myself. Stop. Why would you get me to talk like this? Stop it, Barb. Just leave me alone. When we get back to the ship, will you download for me a therapist guide? Better, better help plus. <laughs> oh, <no>. space, <laughs> space better help. Oh, no. um, what if you two squish into this clam and I try to choose a different one as well? I think I'm having two on two because I got Barb. So I think that maybe, like, sure. if the clam squishes in on you, I think both y'all are going to be fit. But I think if all three of us, we might get trapped. Okay. Sounds good. I like yeah. that. I'm going to use my powerful legs to hold on to the pole, though, instead of sitting in the bench. So we have at least, you know, multiple angles of attack if we need. Yeah. Sure. Canonically, jet burn great thighs. Thunder thighs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to look for the thing that looks the most like a regular rumble pony, a regular carousel horse. So, Chef, you do a circle all yeah. the way around this carousel. There's no horses. Okay. Not a single horse. Shit. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's bad. I, I guess horses weren't real. Um, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look for the, the closest thing. I'm going to look for a narwhal. Great. Yeah, because it has it shares the unicorn horn. Awesome. You, Chef, are seated on the narwhal. Dr. Bertha Bones, you're seated on the bench of the clamshell. Yep. And Jet, you are currently like stripper pole gripping the, the pole. Correct. With your thighs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Harder than it looks. Nothing happens. And you hear, again, the... Bum, bum, bum. But this time it's not Madame Claudel. Instead, it is like a kind of like droid robotic voice, which is like, to activate the carousel, all organic creatures must be seated on a individual animal. Mm. Fine. See, I told you we outsmarted it. Um, I'm going to look around then and see if there's any... What's the cuddliest legitimately cuddliest. Why can't I say that word? Cuddliest? Uh, animal. Like, what's the nicest looking animal there? Is there a koala? There is a koala. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What? Is there, like, some animal with a pouch that I can get in the pouch? There's a kangaroo. I would love to get into the kangaroo pouch. Awesome. Yeah. We talked what about getting you kangaroo legs before, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jet, you clamber onto the pouch of the kangaroo, <laughs> and the Menagerie carousel starts up. I love that we're all like tense about to punch something with like a lovely carousel starting to wind up. So the carousel begins to spin and the calliope music starts playing. And it's a little bit like hypnotic at first, the way that the things move up and down, up and down, and the way that the music is hitting you. And the music feels like a little discordant, like every few notes kind of hit your ear in like a weird way. And it always feels like you're drunk a little bit. And the animal that is beneath each of you kind of seems to lurch in ways that they are not expected to in that kind of up and down pattern of the carousel. And it's almost like they're fidgeting underneath you. I mean, we I mean, we expected that these animals would come to life. So, I mean, honestly, good job, everyone. We Our training kicked in. I should have chosen the animal that was most easily charmed. <laughs> so as you yeah, but, look oh, down... Oh, wait, hold on. Julia, please, I beg you for this. But instead, you chose the animal you could be inside of, which is... <laughs> <laughs> it 
terrific. At that sick burn, you guys all look down and you see that the very inanimate animal that you were riding before is now very animate. Love it. It does not like that it is being ridden at this moment. And underneath you, the creature pulls away from the metal post, or in your case, your shell. The shell pulls away from the floor of the carousel and does so with a screech of steel and metal. And the creature that you are currently riding roars or screeches or shrieks or hisses and begin to buck like raging bulls. What do you do? Well, it's a good thing I'm inside the pouch because, like, I'm in a safe spot. <laughs> that thing is true. jumping around erratically and is, like, clawing at its own pouch to try to get you out of it. Um, I'm going to look up and see if this kangaroo wants to box because I'm also a pro boxer. You know, <laughs> Of course you are. Why how not? every American from Idaho is also a pro boxer. <laughs> absolutely. That's going to be feelings, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Like, boxing is a very emotional sport. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I'll give you two for that. Cool. I think I want to hold on to the horn. That's definitely what I was holding on to start with. It, I'm just going to keep holding on to the horn because the rest of the narwhal is definitely slippery. I don't know. This this creature doesn't exist. I don't know why it would have a tooth coming out of its head. That's insane. It's wild, huh? <laughs> so you just want to hold on and kind of like ride this thing out until it like tires itself out? Yeah, because like, I think when we all walked in, we're like, yeah, this is this is what's happening. I guess this is happening to us, so I'm just I'm just gonna wait until Ursula's uh, menagerie creation gets tired. Okay, okay. And Doctor Bertha Bones, what would you like to do? Yours is kind of like clamping open and shut on you, being like, <laughs> yeah. Take, take the pearl. There's nothing rich people hate more than when you take their rich stuff. I was trying to avoid killing the clam because I don't want to do that. That's fair. Yeah, I think I'm going to replace the pearl with the specimen cuttlefish. Yes. That's on my belt. Let's go. Indiana Jones move. I love it. A real Indiana Jones situation. Three lasers for Bertha. I'm only going to say one feelings for Chef on this one. That's fine. That's fair. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I got a six. I'll take that. So that's one success. So you like hold on to this thing. And you're like barely holding on to it, you know, and you're like, you feel like you're kind of starting to slip and you like slip almost to the side of the narwhal and you like slide to a point where your eye is looking directly at the narwhal's eye and you like see its soul. This is a living (laughs) thing. And it looks at you like in pain and confusion and like, why are you doing this to me? I have a great question to response. Why are you doing this to me? I'm. I... How does it fucking feel, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants this to I happen. Did, I didn't bring this to life. It None wasn't me. None of these me. things want this to happen. <laughs> I don't want this to happen. You. I don't want this to happen. You don't want this to happen. Can we stop making it happen, please? Roll me two feelings. All right. Whoa, two fives. Let's go. Damn. That is two yeah, laser dog. feelings, baby. That is okay. So that is two lasers feelings. Awesome. I am going to like answer an unasked question here. Sure. Which is you like look at this thing and you're like, you have a weird emotional connection to it all of a sudden. And you like gently place your hand along its side, like you do to like calm a horse, like putting your hand on its (laughs) neck. And like, (laughs) the narwhal calms down and chills the fuck out and just like kind of looks at you for a moment and then kind of nuzzles up against you. Oh, cute. 
Julia, I would love to make a request. Can I change my lasers feel my number from five to four as I've uh, had an emotional moment? Congratulations, you're now at four. Yay! Yay! I lost some of my brain power, but I, <laughs> I gained a heart. I hope that's not bad in the future. <laughs> this is your child now. We're building a tank. They're going to live with us forever. Sometimes a family is a... Uh, <laughs> is an engineer, an AI, and a narwhal that was created on a carousel. That's true. Yeah. And also like a bonology uncle and a bonology aunt. Different bonology. <laughs> Barb pipes up and says, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a parent, but now that I see this beautiful narwhal, I think I do. <laughs> I'm sure that pr won't provide any complications in the future. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look into the paperwork about legally adopting this narwhal. And I'm sure everyone will be very fine with an AI with an AI adopting something that won't cause any problems in the future. Probably not. This story is a case closed. <laughs> if it goes to a court mediation, I will stand up for you, Barb, like that episode of Star Trek where they stand up for data. I have great news. If this moon is in fact New Mexico, I can practice law here. <laughs> Gasp. You can't prove it's not New Mexico. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Therefore, I'm a lawyer again. You can't prove anywhere is not New Mexico yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> Burn the proofs on you, U.S. government. Woo! Uh, the classic New Mexico defense. Hey, it's Amanda. You guys know how much I love my plants. I love looking for new leaves. I love watering them. I love saying hello to them in the morning. But I've never talked about the particular pleasure that is repotting a plant. You get to move it into a slightly bigger home. And every time I picture my plant like a little hermit crab that is finding a brand new shell to fit their growing body. And it's just the sweetest dang thing. So welcome to the mid-roll. This planter is ceramic. First and foremost, thank you to those who have joined our Patreon in the last week. Caitlin and Freddie, welcome. You are using your hard-earned human dollars to support an independent podcast that brings you some amount of joy, and we really, really appreciate it, particularly because it is so fun to discuss these one-shots with you all in the Discord. There's already fan art of these characters and a number of inside jokes in our patron-only Discord, so why don't you join us? Give us just $5 a month at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod to get access to our Patreon-only Discord and years worth of benefits but did oh i i understand now you guys you wanted me to say it didn't you okay well i will say it i will say it like you want me to but only if you join the patreon okay got it this is on our system here go to patreon.com join the party pod become a patron and then you get to enjoy your reward all right here it is <clears throat> piestins once you catch up on all things during the party, it is a great time to check out all the other shows that Multitude has to offer. And if you like accents, do I have the show for you? Queer Movie Podcast is a queer movie watch party hosted by Rowan Ellis and Jazza John. Join them as they research and rate their way through the queer film canon one genre at a time with a number of guests that you may or may not recognize from Multitude and the rest of the internet. From rom-coms to slashers, contemporary art house cinema to black and white classics, Queer Movie Podcast is a celebration of all things gay on the silver screen. New episodes every other Thursday, so look up Queer Movie Podcast in your podcast app or go to queermoviepodcast.co.uk. 
Did you hear last week that we are now streaming on Twitch? Because we are, and it is so freaking fun, guys. Join the Party Side Quests is where we, the Join the Party hosts, and sometimes maybe in the future our friends, I don't know, build side quests based on audience prompts. Watch us as we take your suggestions to build settings, items, plot hooks, everything you need to inspire a new side quest or maybe even a whole campaign of your own. From a vending machine filled with items to a six-pack of soda that has really wild side effects to maybe, I don't know, a backstory for Dr. Bertha Bones. I gotta tell you, the visuals are amazing, as in real time, Eric uses his Canva wizardry to build a wonderful prompt image that, when you look at it later at the end of the stream or on Join the Party's Twitter, it really makes you wonder um, what the hell went on. So you have to understand it and experience it for yourself. Go to twitch.tv slash JTP side quests. The link is also in the description of this episode. And watch us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. We are sponsored this week by Dark Dice. This is a horror actual play podcast where table talk is cut out and the show focuses all on story and characters. Episodes are short, just 35 to 40 minutes on average, and the cast now includes Jeff Goldblum as an elven sorcerer named Balmer. The show has sound design, an original soundtrack, and even a 40-person choir that sings in infernal, elvish, and Icelandic. Come for the horror, stay for the hurdy-gurdy. Unlike most stories, these heroes actually get weaker as the adventure progresses because exhaustion and stress are weakening their resolve. Sounds fascinating. So check it out today in your podcast app or at darkdice.com. Finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming, whether you are cutting off or acquiring bones, and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation to find bones, feeling helpless or trapped, even though you have lots of bones at your disposal, detachment from bones and bone sciences, fatigue, even when faced with tasty bones, and more. We associate burnout with work, but it isn't the only cause. Any of the roles in our life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself, your bones, and your happiness, people. Talking with someone can really be helpful in figuring out what is causing stress in your life. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Join the Party listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That's B-E-T-T-E-R help.com slash join the party. And now let's get back to the show. Uh, how did everyone roll on their stuff? <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Um, I got two successes. Great. So this giant kangaroo manages to like fish you out of its pouch. Not the first time that's happened. And you put your fists up. And this thing puts its fists up. And you guys like go three rounds. It gets one like good hit on you, but like you're a expert fighter. So like you barely even feel it. And you land a bunch of punches on this poor poor kangaroo who has just come into existence and it like shies away from you and then hops in the direction that you guys came from into the hedge maze cool great jet can you put your shirt back on now no i cannot it was unfortunately <laughs> ruined in the fight and you see it on the ground and it's fully intact and fine. <laughs> it's folded it's perfectly fine <laughs> <laughs> i fold it and put it back in my backpack the rest of you is just covered in goo <laughs> <laughs> 
Incredible. And how'd you do Dr. Bertha Bones? Got three out of three successes, two of which are laser feelings. Let's Incredible. Go. So you steal the pearl from beneath the, or you steal the pearl from the tongue, basically, of this giant clam. And you manage to like duck and roll out of it as it kind of clamps open and shut. And you take the bag of the cuttlefish from your waist and toss it in there. Yeah, it's round. They're equivalent weights. Totally. Yes. And you see that as this thing is opening and closing its mouth and shrieking, you see the cuttlefish kind of looks around, looks at you with its big watery eyes, and then looks I hiss at it. down <laughs> at the tongue of this giant clam and just embeds itself in there. Ow. And the, the clam shrieks. And then you see the cuttlefish just kind of nuzzle into its spot and stay there. <laughs> see, making fusions all over the universe. This one doesn't <laughs> even require a sewing. It basically, have you ever seen that bug that attaches itself to the mouths of fish? Yeah. yeah. That's what that looks like. Yeah. I love it when any two sentient beings find each other. It's beautiful. It's the perfect aphrodisiac. It's cuddling and then oysters. So you have read the book. You were just lying <laughs> to me earlier. Of course I did. I care about you deeply and I have no way to express myself. <laughs> oh, man, that extra point in feelings really is uh, really turning <laughs> on you it. here. It's yeah. changing a lot, yeah. yeah. So the carousel, now that its citizens, I suppose, have kind of calmed themselves down comes to a halt the calliope music slows down to like almost a creepy level and then stops and you see on the far end from where you guys are standing the hedges slide open and there's a big sign that says to main house and an arrow finally let's boldly go Every time, <laughs> it's it's a real different. It's really different when you are shirtless and covered in goo. When you say boldly go, I, I, I get it. <laughs> so the three of you plus Barb finally spill out of the hedge maze, which has opened up into the front lawn of a very large house. We're talking about this place looks like someone picked up Versailles and then dropped it in the middle of an extremely swampy tropic exomoon. The large wooden doors to the house are already open as if inviting you in. Now, are we taking the narwhal with us? Are we going <laughs> back for them? What's the plan? I think Barb says to you, Chef, being like, we can put a transponder on it and come collect it later. Yeah, I feel like once we kill the lady of the house, we can kind of sort all that stuff out, you know. Sounds good. We're just freelancers. No one's going to figure out what we're doing. You know, our mission Our mission is not to kill Madame Claudette. You both know, correct? Oh, mine is. Oh. I mean, have you seen the kind of, have you seen the stuff that's happening on this estate? I, I feel like that's a secondary thing that we're doing for ourselves. Mm. <laughs> Barb goes, if you read the contract that we signed with the Republic of Concerta Kappa, you'll see that it does not exclude killing. Hmm. Barb knows. Well, there's only one thing I love more than love, and it's... The law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all freelancers have a uh, like license to kill, like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, okay. Perfect. No benefits, but we do have a license to kill. So That's a pretty big benefit, honestly. If we put her in a precarious situation and then it cuts to black, I think we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. mm. Sounds good. I do love a good cut to black. <laughs> you, you, take your, you, you take your pants off eight hours later 
<laughs> oh my god. All right, so would you guys like to go inside? Yes, yes. Please. yes, please. Yes, please. Okay, so as you enter, you find yourselves in a grand foyer with an extremely dramatic staircase, which seems to be made of some kind of like extremely luxury looking stone. It is very, very gaudy. And above you, you also see a gaudily large Sputnik chandelier hanging above your heads. And the closer you look at it, the more convinced you are that it might actually be the real Sputnik that was turned Mm. into a chandelier. Mm. That's what I would do if I got Sputnik, honestly. (laughs) And you wonder out loud, you're like, how rich is Madame Claudel? How rich is she? Who can how say? How rich is she? Not how I'd spend my money, but it's a choice. Mm-hmm. We know how you'd spend your money. Alligator teeth. Yes. <laughs> Buying more bones. <laughs> and bones. <laughs> what, are, what are alligator teeth if not the head bones, bones of an alligator? <laughs> teeth are just small bones. Persevering. Persevering. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of Madame Claudel, all of a sudden the lights dim and a spotlight appears at the top of the stairs. I roll my eyes. And a woman steps into it dramatically. She is a elderly old white woman. Like you you've seen humans who are old before. Sure. But you don't think you've ever seen a human woman who is so old and like That's saying something with technology as advanced as it is and human lifespans as increased as they have been. She has a sort of like permed, poofy pink hair. Her face is lined with wrinkles, even though it seems to be like physically pulled back to keep it from sagging. She is wearing a flowing purple dressing robe, which she like kind of sensually drops as she strikes a pose. (laughs) You see Jet kind of go... Jet, you're going to have sex with her? No. No. Never say never. Be a good distraction. No, it's fine. Yeah, no killing, but let's let's have sex with the random with the random incredibly old woman. That's fine. Well, it wouldn't just be sex. It would be the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Oh, the music's starting. <laughs> <laughs> so you also see underneath this flowing purple dressing robe, she's wearing a sparkling black gown. And at her neck, is that is that a turquoise necklace? <sighs> Oh, no. New Mexico was on her neck. (laughs) The spirit of the law, it's feeling me. (laughs) So you see this beautiful sparkling black gown that she's wearing is actually cut off at what would be her knees. But where the dress cuts off, there is a mechanical spider-like thorax and legs. Uh... And she goes... Ah, my guests have arrived. The Federation of Freelancers is not usually on my guest list, but for you three, I'll make an exception. I saw you had quite the time exploring my grounds, but now I have a feeling that isn't what brought you here, is it? No, it was your Black Widow chic that I see you are rocking right here. Oh, well, thank you. Are you a fellow Southern lady? I am a Southern lawyer, doctor, scientist, madam. I used to be a lawyer before New Mexico disappeared. <laughs> Are you a lawyer in New Mexico as well? I was. Really? Are you Southern America or Southern Galaxy, Southern Universe? <laughs> Technically, now I can only practice here on this exomoon, but like, I would, if I was a younger lady, I would absolutely be out there in the universe practicing law again. Something about it spoke to me when we landed. Is this really New Mexico? 
well, darling, a lady cannot tell such things. <laughs> and then she, like, plays with her necklace a little bit. <laughs> you take a few steps forward. You know, I've just, I've not seen home in so long or or looked upon the the nice blue beaten heart of our state. Can I, would you mind just showing showing that to me? Now, darling, we don't even know each other's names yet. Well, you know my name, but I certainly do not know your name. And I would consider this a family heirloom, so I would be remiss to part with it. While they're reconnecting over the definite accents that come from New Mexico, Uh um, I would love to very sneakily take the transponder. Like, yeah, I think what I want to do is reach into the barb pocket. And you remember in The Departed where Matt Matt Damon... I'm sorry, you have to say it correctly. The Departed. Remember in The Departed when Matt Damon is like texting through his pocket? What I want to do is try to set barb, like I'm like just scratching an itch, but I want to set barb to try to start hacking the exo, the spider exo body. Okay. I know there's no DCs in Lasers and Feelings, sure, sure, but sure. this is going to be like a challenging thing because you're not sure if her exo body is like on a network or like is even hackable, if you know what I mean. No, I got you. Like not like from a distance at least. So I'm going to like give it to you. Normally you would roll three. I'm going to give it to you like on a disadvantage. So roll two lasers for me. Got it. it wow. If only my, my lasers was higher. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Yes, I got two fours. Let's go. Damn. Oh my God. That is okay. two laser The power feelings. of love. Woo! Okay. That's going to be a success. Would you like to ask your laser feelings question first? I would. Okay. Is there some... Hmm. Okay. Dr. Bertha Bones and the madam seem to be connecting over the fact that they're both from a lost civilization of New Mexico. Sure. How vulnerable is she to thinking that they're related in somehow and that maybe we can get the necklace off of her that it's the heirloom being passed down to a younger generation. Do you think is that a, is that viable? I feel like if you can convince me it'll be like a straight like one dice feelings role. Yeah. yeah. Probably like it's going to be a challenge cuz this is like she has a lot of prized possessions but this is the one that she is currently wearing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just figured that it was an heirloom that it could be passed down to someone in her family. And maybe and if we can get convince her that Dr. Bertha Bones, they're related in oh, some yeah. sort of way. Oh, we can do that. It will absolutely depend on the way that you try to convince her that that's the case. Okay. Yes. So here's what I'm here's what I'm going to say as it's hacking to further this conversation and be like, wow, Jet. You you're a, you're a man of the of the universe. You've heard so many different languages. I can't and accents from people who've spoken to each other. It's wild how these two accents match up so well. It's almost like they were related, right? R- right. Correct. Madam, I have never met anybody as willing to experiment in the the boundaries of interspecies collaboration as you are. Why well, I I have always felt the desire to do that to my own human form, but felt felt no support and no uh no no idol I could look up to in doing that. Done it for others, of course, only in when strictly necessary in order to save their lives and getting consent beforehand, of course. Why would you ask me that question? Uh, <laughs> she goes, "Oh, darling." 
all of my surgeries have been elective. <laughs> so I'm I am just I mean, listen, sorry um, to my colleagues here to be so distracted on a, a personal mission. But I mean, I have never been so inspired by another being. Did you tell her your name yet? Oh, and my name, of course, Dr. Bertha Bones. And then on my birth certificate, you see, there was a C, but then a smudge. And so I don't actually know what my last name is. And that's why I have adopted the moniker of Bones. Darling, darling, did your parents not tell you what your real last name was? No, I was um I was raised by um the the New Mexican wilderness, you see. Uh-huh. Um and uh I don't know from where my accent came, from where my, my people come. Um I was just really uh... Wait, hold on, we have to pause real quick. When did New Mexico disappear? <laughs> <laughs> if you were raised in the New Mexico wilderness? I think probably when I was like six or seven and then I like found myself on a space station or something. And and that's kind of how I became a, you know, a spacefarer. Okay, so it's been like 60 years or so since New Mexico disappeared. Yes. And I think the reality is I watch Gone with the Wind a lot and that's why my accent is the way it is. That absolutely (laughs) makes a lot of sense to me. I was just like, because we mentioned 100 years before and I want to make sure how logical your argument is that would make sense. Oh, sure. So I can say like... um. I was just raised by the the wilderness somewhere on Terra, and then found myself in a space station um, without any any people, any uh, guidance, and for some reason that just that's just really called to me. To be raised not on the firm ground of the land, my my poor thing. Oh, darling, you are such a sweetheart. Now again, normally I don't invite freelancers into my home. But you seem like you have discerning taste. Would you like to see some of my private collection? Oh, I I would be so flattered. Um, gentlemen, I, is that all right? I know we're we're merely kind of stopping off on our way to complete our freelancer task elsewhere, not on this moon. Elsewhere. <laughs> I take out the transponder and I look at it and say, "Well, it seems like we do have a a large amount of time, but for two people who have found a connection like this so quickly, I guess I could convince the AI of the ship to wait a little longer. Barb, how do we have enough time in what we are in what we're doing here? Yes. Go ahead. And I would never turn down seeing someone's private collection. God, stop, please. Great, perfect. <laughs> I'm in pain. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, and you see, like Madame Claudel, kind of like gesture, like. Your your friends can come along too, I am sure. But uh, come, come, and she like holds her arm out. Come walk with me, Doctor Bertha Bones. <laughs> Thank you. People often forget that part. I usually just make it a dot. She like stands at the top of the stairs, and you walk up to her, uh, and she leads you down a hallway that is off of this main staircase. And this is a hallway that is like filled with artifacts. You see many, many things that she has no business owning. There are funerary relics from Kaleka. There are sculptures from Erethea. There are ornate swords from Sha'a Six. Um, (laughs) And at the end of the hallway is this large round vault door. And she turns to you, Bertha, and she says, and in there, that is where I keep the rarest parts of my collection isn't isn't all this just glorious? I mean, no meal will be complete without dessert. Uh, if I may infringe on your hospitality a little further, I know that image would just stay with me for the rest of my days. 
Now, I would I would love to bring you in there, darling. I do have to ask, though, how did you find your way onto my exo moon? What, what business is the freelancers in these days? Like many of the best parts of life, it was a happy accident. There was some kind of malfunction during our interstellar travel, and we were woken up from our stasis pods. Remember this, folks, just a few hours ago um, to the ground proximity alarm um, that we had landed I must conclude by mistake, because normally, of course, that alarm does not go off until we are approaching when we are alert (laughs) and ready to land. But there was some kind of mistake. Oh, well, darling, it seems like maybe you should be replacing your AI or at least updating it, because that kind of mistake should not be happening. Ours is certainly a unique model. The AI is updating. That's why we had shore leave. Well, one of you just said that you were on your way currently to a mission. But we had to stop to recalibrate the alarm. And to re and to recalibrate the AI. It's so it's so broken and so jank so janked up. I spend so much time work working on it. Be and late nights fixing are bad and not working. And def- and non-supportive and definitely and not emotionally uh, available uh, 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 AI that we have in our ship that steers it and also does other things. Far very quietly goes. I know this is not true, but why do you hurt me in this way? Well, you noticed <laughs> how I said all the knots against the to negate all the things that definitely don't happen. <laughs> and I think Miss Claudel looks at you and is like, "Well, if that is the problem, and you're." AI is as janky as you say, I would be more than happy, my guests, to send some droids over and replace that AI for you. And she like snaps her fingers and like a little like droid comes rolling in. Madam, we could not possibly infringe further on your hospitality. It's it's all right. It's under warranty. So if we have some work done outside of um, a freelancer shops, it's just a whole mess of paperwork. And freelancer life, I'm sure you won't be bored of the details of working for a living. Um, but it uh, it's just whew, it's a lot to handle even without breaking warranty on the ship. You know that thing where you're a freelancer for one single company, but they don't bring you on as an employee, and it's a real exploitation situation, and you it's rent like you a, have to buy your healthcare from their marketplace, and it's too expensive, but do you have a choice? No, you do not. You have to rent your equipment from them and them only, and they can only service their parts. And, you have to you go know, to your ship doctor and get a tentacle instead of like treating that infection on your foot. <laughs> you all seem really unhappy with your jobs. Are you okay? We're freelancers. You know, just want to fill our life with simple pleasures when we can, which is why this unplanned pit stop, as as uh, much of a pain as I'm sure it's been for you and, uh, you know, taking care of your grounds and all that, uh, much, much appreciated. But listen, we, we should really get going. So, you know, if you don't have any time and, and you know, this is where the tour needs to stop, totally OK. We can we can just go from here. I guess we'll never figure out what the secret is of Dr. Bertha Bones's last name. Uh... It's OK. It was well, our, It was my greatest pleasure to figure out what your last name was, and now we can never do it. Madam Claudel like just leans in, being like, "Doctor Brother Bones, you can come back anytime. Just don't bring these folks back." Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Actually, guys, why don't like, can you just excuse us just one minute? Just just woman to woman out here in in space. Sure. Abs- absolutely. 
Bob, what? Where is the ha- is the hacking? Are you hacking? I, I, I am hacking. You did not activate the hack, so I, I, I have control, but you did not tell me what you want to do with control. Oh, good. Okay, we'll wait on that. Okay. I'm gonna just like pull her to the side um, yeah. and just like inch over toward the vault a little more. See, like click clack click clack of her yeah, little yeah. mechanical spider legs. Yeah, and be like, um, I just. I feel like I can't really be my authentic self at work and people are not really supporting me in my fusion endeavors. And I just, I wonder if you had any advice for me. And I, I realize we just met, but just something about me calls to something in you. And I, I hope I'm not too forward in saying that. And just like, I just any, any words of advice or like inspiration, really, uh, maybe like an image I can just carry in my mind when, when these moments happen and people are like, Bertha, stop cutting up the freelancers. And Bertha, stop harvesting tentacles from the tentacle planets. I'll stop sending you to tentacle planets down <laughs> banned from tentacle planets just like what what do i do how do i keep the faith well dr bertha bones i'll be quite honest with you you seem like a good girl with a good head on her shoulders if you decided you didn't want to work for the freelancers anymore i love being a patron of the arts both you know beautiful arts like my sculpture garden and also the artistry of creating horrifying creatures that are yes. a mix of different animals. Yeah, people are afraid of horror. No, it's wonderful. Would you like to work for me? Um I feel I feel like that's a a very wonderful offer and I want to think it over. Um what would be I don't can I can you tell me a little more about about you or the at the house like what I don't know, what would I what would it be for? For our own endeavors, for our own artistic creation. Dr. Bertha Bones, you could do whatever you wanted. All the tentacles on anything. I want to say really loudly, wow, it seems like there's such an emotional moment. I wonder if they're going to go in for a hug. Could, could we sail the deal with a hug? Darling, of course we can. And she like opens her tiny frail arms and wraps them around you. I activate the hack as she okay. opens her arms out wide, freezing her, and I say, Dr. Bertha Bones, get it! Get what's yours! <laughs> to be fair, it's only the mechanical legs that you hacked. Sure, sure. But that's fine. I can, well, I she's can also a frail 250-year-old lady. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go for the arms, you go for the legs. That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I please... I'm practiced in grabbing limbs and cutting them off of people. Can I grab it and just secure them behind her back with like a like a zip tie or like a you know like a, one of those rubber lobster claw um, rubber bands? Sure, roll me two lasers. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna like cut off the necklace, like you were cutting off a tentacle. That next, but I want her not to kill any <laughs> oh, of us. Oh, for sure. I have two successes, one of which is a laser feeling. Incredible. Ask me a question. How do I get into the vault? I believe there's probably some sort of code that she would have. Do we, well, do we think the thing's in the vault? I thought it was a necklace. I don't think it's the necklace. The necklace is a reference to the fact that she may or may not be from New Mexico. <laughs> oh, piss. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the necklace. It's okay, because it's technological and the necklace is just a necklace. Actually, ooh, laser feelings question. Yeah. You see on the vault that there is some sort of scanner on the vault. And you can imagine, it doesn't look like it's a bioscanner of any kind. Like, it's not going to read her cornea. It's not going to, like, take a voice pattern or anything like that. It's not fingerprints. You wonder what thing could be so unique that it would open the vault door. Mm. I'm going to take that necklace off her neck and use it to open the vault door. 
A piece of New Mexico. (laughs) A piece of turquoise, which can't be found anywhere else in the universe. A no doubt stolen piece, yes, of (laughs) turquoise. So she like struggles, but she is also an old woman. She's like, unhand me. I was going to make you great, Dr. Bertha Bones. No one is greater than our Barb. Barb goes, thank you. I really appreciate the honesty and uh, (laughs) support. Great hack. Good job, babe. Great job, babe. Thank you, babe. Uh, so, yeah, you who's holding on to her at this point? I can go over and take her. Manhandle uh, this old lady? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> take over for Dr. Bertha Bones so Dr. Bertha Bones can go put the turquoise in the door. And she's, like, yelling at you the whole time, being like, what are you going to do to me? I'm just a simple woman who enjoys the pleasures of life. <laughs> Other people's pleasures they worked for that you took. I, I paid handsomely for all those things and you simply you can't take things from my collection it is lovingly curated and i did pay for it i cannot be potted with it sorry people want it back instead of talking would you prefer a kiss i'm trying to (laughs) shut her up okay (laughs) do you kiss this woman i'm asking (laughs) she like looks at you being like well i haven't been kissed in near a century yet she could have some kind of different tongue it's, I'd be careful. She has two tongues in there. I need you to just get the artifacts so this kiss can be short. Brandon, roll yeah, yeah. me three feelings. You're, roll me you're, three feelings. You're always prepared to kiss. Always, always prepared. prepared to and kiss. an expert. Those and lips expert. are ready to go, and you are an expert. Do you want help? Can I help you? <laughs> How? Explain it. <laughs> Tilting her forward on her legs. Yeah, I'm going to hold both of you lovingly to get you in the proper position. No, it's okay. I got three successes and one laser feelings. Nice. Great. I'm going to address the success first, and then you can laser feelings, okay? Cool. I had a whole fight prepared. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Madam Claudel, you kiss her, and she, like a woman in a Regency romance novel, straight up just faints, you know? (laughs) That's what happens, you know? And you see just her, like, frail body flop to one side on the very (laughs) erect spider legs. I am sort of, like, dipping her, you know? Yes. And she, like, sighs contentedly and then passes out. What I love so much (laughs) is that, like, there's... So there's four spider legs on the ground. There's two spider legs that are still out in hug position. And then the body is just slumped over. (laughs) Incredible. All right. Brandon, do you want to ask your laser feelings? Yeah, what's the most direct way to get out of here once we get this artifact? Smart. There is probably some sort of control room or panel that controls the hedge maze because you saw her be able to manipulate it on a whim. Okay. I'm going to relay that information to our engineer, and hopefully our engineer can go find that. I figure it's in the it's in the vault. So let's pop the vault open, and then mm-hmm. we'll, see what's, we'll see what's going on. All right. So you... Hold the turquoise necklace up to the scanner on the vault, right? Yes. You see that the scanner beeps a flash of light over it like a a true scanner. And you see that on the screen it says, turquoise identified. Welcome back, Madame Claudel. And the large door rolls open and it is pitch black inside the vault. And for a moment, you kind of just stare into the darkness. And then you see two red robotic eyes light up. And you hear rolling like a boulder. What rolls out of the vault is a droid. 
Think of like a gigantic BB-8 from Star Wars. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Like a huge rolling body with a little head on top. And the droid's eyes are still glowing as it rolls to a stop in front of you. And when it stops, out pop these six mechanical limbs that kind of act as both arms and legs as it kind of positions itself in front of you. It swivels its head to look down at the three of you, and you hear it say, Hello, I am designated rhythm unit model, beat operating technology. You may call me Drumbot. Are you here to return me to The Rock? Hi, Drumbot. Do you want to go home? I would love to go home. Madame Claudel was not a big fan of rock and roll. She was, however, a big fan of bluegrass, which I am not sufficient in. <laughs> she would be better off acquiring the bionic automaton necessitating jaunty opuses. Banjo is much better. It's much more her speed. Much more <laughs> her speed. But you are here to return me to rock? Fuck! <laughs> 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 yes, Fran, let's roll onwards, shall we? Because it rolls. It rolls. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you kept that one in a vault, Julia. Just let's, let's <laughs> crack that one open. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, I don't know. Listen, I know lots of things about droids, but it still looks like rock and roll to me. Um. Rock and Robot, do you know... That was my Billy Joel reference for the episode. Thank uh, you. Do you know where the panel would be for us to turn off the hedge maze? Yes, it would be located in Madame Claudel's room. I've only seen it once because when she discovered that I cannot play bluegrass, she banished me to the vault. <laughs> Jet, do you you want to go in there? I don't want to go in there. I don't want to see where the magic happens. Sure, I'll go boldly. <laughs> and you see me sort of like... Like, takes too long of strides, so it looks like a really awkward run <laughs> up to the room. Like you're trying to step over a big curb puddle. Yeah, exactly. Like an ostrich in flight. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come with you. I just didn't want to go to a room alone. In the meantime, Drumbot and I can uh, gather up all the rest of these antiquities and, and take them back where they belong. Sounds good. I would be happy to. I have a large storage unit. Amazing. Let's do it. It might, however, when I roll... Jumble around a bit. <laughs> That's okay. I have a lot of gauze just in all my pockets. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so, Jet and Chef, you go to Madame Claudel's room. It is like very old lady feeling. It's a lot of carpet, a lot of heavy drapes. She has a four poster bed that is like the size of a small swimming pool. And you see, like, in the corner is what looks like a makeup table, but also has a lot of, like, buttons on it. Cool. Okay. Let's go over there, and uh, I'm going to say supportive things as Engineer tries to <laughs> turn off this panel. <laughs> Tell me some of those supportive things, please, Brandon. You can do it. You are so smart. You and Barb are a wonderful couple, and Barb believes in you. I do believe in you. This feels worse. Barb, please continue hacking the <laughs> spider thorax. You can just root around in her sock drawer or whatever you like to do in ladies' rooms. I'm, I'm not fine. a pervert, sir. I oh, don't no, know why you think I am. I'm sure she has like thousands and thousands of lost New Mexican space, of uh, lost New Mexican money. I, it sounded rude when I said it like that, but you should root around in her sock drawer. I did get a five, so you do have help. Yay. Oh, thank you. 
Hell yeah. Um, yeah, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this without Barb, so I'm going to take, I, I think it's two plus one. Yes. But I'll do, I'll do lasers. Sounds good. Oh, shit. I rolled a four, a six, and a six. So one laser feelings, but only one success. Okay. Ask your laser feelings question. Yeah. Is there, are there valuables in here we can steal? Oh, hell yeah. This is a rich lady's house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to, so definitely, definitely root around in her sock drawer. I'm sure there's some like, that's where the weird shit is. Do you want to root around in there? No, I am, I am not a thief. I have my honor, but I am also not the boss of any of these people, so they can do whatever they fucking want. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I'm only gonna I'm gonna trepidatiously like open one drawer and just stick my hand in and grab what's in there and I'm like, I don't wanna look I don't wanna look at anything else. <laughs> I don't wanna look at it. It's like a really well made pot. Like a pottery thing. Weird. All right. New Mexico. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is a pot, and look inside. There are sunflower seeds from the ancient, ancient game team of the Diamondbacks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So you managed to shut off the hedges because you only rolled one success. There is like you could only shut them off, so it's like the most like difficult way to get back. Like it is really like uh, circuitous. Okay. So they won't move on you anymore and they're not going to be like a problem. Like if you decide to burn through them, there's not going to be ones to replace them. Yeah. They're like paused. Yeah. It's in like stasis mode. Yeah. I think let's just get out of here, use a flamethrower. And then like at the median point, I can swap Barb away from hacking her and bringing the ship in for a, for a hot exit. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Barb recommends she'd be like, we need to collect our son, the narwhal. So that should be <laughs> the pickup point. That sounds great. I get, uh, we have a son now, and I'm glad we definitely talked about it. And it wasn't in the heat of the moment where I changed <laughs> from lasers to feelings. That's fine. I feel like you're being passive aggressive with me. You should read my upcoming book all about communication. <laughs> What's that book called? It's called Seven Tentacles and Seven Hearts. How to Communicate Effectively with Your Partner. Volume 7. I like that it's not anything like vocal cords. It's hearts and tentacles. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. So you get a fast exit. You board the ship with Drumbot and you take flight back to the Federation of Freelancers and a mountain of paperwork. Reassured that you have once again left the universe a little bit better than you found it. And I'd call that a job well done. Yay! Yay! I'm clapping for Julia. Baby King, clap, clap, clap. Mm, baby King. <laughs> Julia, is there a post credit scene where I'm working on Barb and then we zoom in on the pot and then inside the pot where we move the sunflower seeds out of the way, there is a, a map to lost New Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she's been hiding it this whole time and that's what we'll pick up next time. Yay! Yay! Foxtrot of the legend of old New Mexico. Woo! Woo! Insert like some nice, like cool Western music here. Drumbuck goes, I will recruit my friend, Banjo. <laughs> Yay! Thank Yay. you, GM Julia. Thank you, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed the game. It I was had... wonderful. I had so many lasers and so many feelings. No, damn it. Okay, I'm going to say it again like Brandon didn't just say that. I had so many lasers and so many feelings. <laughs> we all had many lasers and many feelings. Amanda, can you just have Dr. Bertha Bones take us out? 
as the uh, as the ship is is pulling out of the atmosphere of the moon and heading back, you see that Bertha just puts one hand on the glass. A single tear rolls down her cheek. She says, uh, "She had six limbs, but no heart." <laughs> and that's not a that's not a fusion dish that I want to partake in. <laughs> And we close on the empty void of space. I appreciate that there were multiple after credit scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'm cool with that. <laughs> like a Marvel movie. And then Nick Fury is there. Yeah. <laughs> and under the eye patch is Turquoise. Foxtrot Squad will return in the next time I do this fucking episode. <laughs> Captain America 5, the summer switch. Nick Fury takes his eye patch off and there's a tentacle in there. Ah. Uh.